Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fish on a heater. And I'm DeFi 250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that can farm down an Azumarill with incinerates. DeFi, how you doing? Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't want Talonflame to be able to do that, or Skeledurge from that matter, but I'm doing good. I actually I got back into the Go Battle League. We're in a new season, new exciting things. I've new played season, 50- new us. Yeah, new I've played 57 battles. Which isn't bad, because usually I just avoid the Go Battle League for the first week, but I actually played <laughs> a little bit this time, so that was kind of mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I've, I've slowed down. I've taken my foot off the pedal just a slight amount as compared to previous seasons. So I usually, most seasons will just go all out, like give me all the battles, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> but... Um, uh, already this season, there's been like a day that I haven't played, uh, a couple of days that I haven't done all my sets. So I'm just taking it easy. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> we shall see because we have a lot of new and exciting stuff this season. So let's go ahead and get into it. How was Go Battle League? Well, I'll, I can do mine real quick because I didn't do a ton of battles. I've been really enjoying uh, Dragonair, not the Shadow Dragonair because that's not me and that's not my play style. <laughs> Um, I've been trying to play Claude's Ire a little bit. Um, I don't want Sorry, to Sorry, play... is this is this Great League or Retro Cup? Both. <laughs> I've okay. been playing a, a little bit of both. Um, yeah. Then some Swampert. And in either circumstance, I don't want to play Talonflame. I don't really want to play Skeledurge because I don't like those long, fast moves. I feel like they're too... Like, even though it's good, like, it's great, I just... It's a great move now. Yeah. I just feel like if you overtap, you are so done if you overtap. <laughs> like you can co- that'll cost you so many games and I am like a chronic overtapper. <laughs> I I completely understand. For me it's like I've been on this wild journey when it comes to GBO because at first I was like, no, this is like like right at the beginning of when GBO was first introduced into the game. Like I was like, this is dumb. This is not real PvP. I'm just gonna uh, do random stuff and not take it seriously. And then I got to a point where I'm like, yeah, no, I actually I actually care about this now, and I <laughs> and I do want to try. And now I'm trying to reintroduce the fun side of it. So like I'm. I seem to be going back to only running things that I find fun and Talonflame I I think is one of them. So like I'm it's different from at the start of the journey because I'm still trying to be good but I'm also like trying to find I'm I'm trying to basically have my cake and eat it too. I'm trying to run things that I find fun exclusively 
while still putting together reasonably strong teams. So Talonflame with Incinerate and Fly. I am such a fan of the new move, Fly. I'm also running uh, Jellicent and Credilly in the lead because there are so many Waters and Talonflames in the lead that I I tend to win lead quite a lot. That's fair. Uh, mm. There's there are so many talent flame out there. I yeah. still getting hit by some brave birds though. Like it's not gone away. Brave bird is still around. <laughs> um, I saw a really funny meme. I think it's the one we mentioned last week. The one of like the Trojan horse from PV Poke. I think it was where the Trojan horse comes up and it it's showing like talent flame running fly and inside the Trojan horse talent flame <laughs> running brave bird. Um, like that is definitely still yeah. happening. Yeah. And that uh, that provides an advantage actually to some fly users because they're gonna be forced to, well, at least consider using a shield when they might not necessarily have to. The brave bird is still like fly does hit very very hard, but brave bird hits a whole lot harder and it can one shot a lot of things. Like a swamper, for example, I think a swamper will survive a fly, but not a brave bird. So they're kind of pressured very hard. <laughs> to use that shield after three incinerates and then you hit them with the fly and then you get back to another fly and two incinerates. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right. So is there anything, cause we kind of had to rush and I've gotten some comments. Like we had definitely had to rush last week. Because, um, <laughs> were, they, were they all from me? <laughs> <laughs> So we had to rush a little bit last week through the episode. We had um, five people and kind of a, sh- a dead, a hard deadline that we had to end the episode at. Uh, so kind of had to rush a little bit. Uh, so we thought we'd slow down a moment. And Fish, if you want to open back up like the, if you want to open the blog post back up and kind of see what you, is there anything you want to, add on to do you want to discuss more kind of your findings about the meta right now what you're noticing now that it's had a moment to kind of breathe um look there to be honest there is nothing i can think of right off the top of my head right now but i'm sure these things will all kind of come to me as we are talking through this through the season through the through the episode um one thing that i actually have just remembered is that we didn't predict this at all i don't think anyone predicted this new number one on the pv poke rankings for great league skarmory we definitely did not discuss that because uh they buffed brave bird i think was it two power like they gave not it brave bird or not brave bird they gave steel wing steel wing like, yeah two like two extra energy per move or something like, and then like extra damage as well or something like that <laughs> but um yeah now now skarmory is is rec- like pp poke is recommending steel wing over air slash for skarmory which you know gives it some really nice coverage against say carbink uh, for example or just just any fair like it was already pretty decent against fairies but you know the steel wing being double super effective will just you'll be able to just carve through all of them even the carving which you know is resisting all the flying moves yep and i love that it makes it like if you're running like a uh shadow victory bell carbank team 
Skarmory's <laughs> shame on you. <laughs> shame on you, and Skarmory's out to get you. And I kind of love that. I kind of yeah. love that. It is still, and so this is the other thing that I have heard talked about a fair bit is the whole rock, paper, scissors of the season. And like, we we kind of knew this would happen. Like, it's uh, there, there's been a lot of commentary on how last season's meta was very finely balanced and like basically we're, we're gonna have to face a choice either keep it like that forever or uh continue having seasonal updates and just face some of that uh balanced nature going away for a while so unfortunately we we have had to deal with that there is a lot more rock paper scissors happening where it's just hard matchups that uh, aren't super flippable so skarmory being one of them you know it's gonna just crush any grass type but it's also just still got nothing against steels for example so um yeah that, that, that's uh, that's something we have to deal with at the moment i agree are you ready to talk a little bit specifically so we've had open great league but we're gonna have mm. and retro cup but we're gonna have more retro cup this upcoming week as well as the open ultra league so if you're currently playing in the retro cup you'll notice that no fairies no steel types no dark types so if you want to avoid car bank you don't you're you don't want to see skarmory retro cups your place to be and the pv poke mm-hmm. top 10 for the retro cup are mantine arctabax xl lickitung Aurorus, which I have seen quite a bit, Shadow or Regular Dragonair, Frostlass, Shadow Golbat, Shadow Gligar, Jellicent, and Pelipper. Pelipper has also been incredibly popular. Have you been doing more Open Great League or more Retro Cup Fish, would you say? I've been sticking with uh, Open Great League, but I have been hearing people talk about Retro Cup, and Triple Dragon is very popular. So I was on... uh, I don't remember if I had enough time to plug this last week. Oh, yeah, that's right, because we had the, the Megapod episode, so I uh, didn't get to. But I was on stream with Mama Climbs last weekend. Weekend just passed. And she was running Triple Dragon in Retro Cup. It was Arctabax lead Dragonair, Shadow Dragonair and Jangma-O. That's the middle evolution, right? Yes. Yeah, in the back, and she was slaying. Like, there's just there's so little to counter dragons. Like, fairies banned, steels banned, ice is not banned. But what are the popular ices? We've got um, frostlass, which you know all the dragons actually do quite well against frostlass when when shields are up, and Alolan sandslash. Which, no, that's not allowed because that's a steel type. So, Walrein, um, Rain, Dugong, like not super popular ones, not not things you'll see very often. So, uh, Triple Dragon, very, very solid team. Yes. So, if that, so that could be something you choose to run in the Retro Cup. But let's mm. say Open Ultra League is more your style. The PV Poke top 10 for the Open Ultra League is XL Registeel. Giratina, which has the leggies, <laughs> has the little leggies. XL Polyrath, which that's that's a thing. It doesn't have to be too XL though. So a rank one 
Yeah. Oh, actually, you know, a rank one is level. Yeah, no, rank one's level forty-four. So it doesn't so, have to be too XL. Yes, affordable, affordable, yeah, affordable XL. Zygarde complete, Cresselia, XL Mandibuzz, Verizian, XL Pidgeot, Tapu Fini, and Kabalion. The big change, I would say for sure, is the Polyrath being uh, just shooting up in popularity. And mm. that has a lot to do with Scald becoming a better move compared to before. I've been seeing a lot of Pokemon in both Retro Cup and the Open Great League that are running Scald because it's just so good now. I actually attribute it a little more to Icy Wind being added to its move pool. That too. Like that both. Too. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, it's, but it's a combination. Really nice combination. But not Bubble, because Bubble did get buffed, but you're still going to want to run the Community Day move of Counter on Polygraph. Mm. So even though Bubble got better, that's not what you want. You want that fighting type damage. And it does so well. Again, some, a Pokemon like Kabalion, it mm -hmm. can do a little bit of work on Verizian. It's not going to win in even shields, I don't believe. But with Icy Wind, you can do that super effective damage because Verizian's a grass type. And that's that's something by debuffing its attack pretty consistently, debuffing those ice, um, debuffing those leaf blades. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do, do, a, do a little bit of damage. <laughs> Just uh, do a little and of course Talonflame is up there Talonflame's next at 13 like of course it's going course. to be popular <laughs> also does well against Verizian by the way oh yeah oh yeah Unless, well I mean the Verizian can learn Stone Edge yes so it depends on what the Verizian's running uh, a lot of people run Leaf Blade Sacred Sword on their Verizian however Stone Edge very good Stone Edge <laughs> Can definitely, if you want to have something against those flyers like Talonflame or Pidgeot, Stone Edge is great. So that's Ultra League and Retro Cup. We have after that December 15 to 22nd, Open Master League and Great League Holiday Cup. Holiday Cup is one that they do each year. Only normal grass, electric, ice, flying, and ghost types are allowed. And at number one in the Holiday Cup, Vigoroth with Rock Slide. Let's <laughs> go. Number one. Uh, let me see if I can go down the rest of this list really quickly. Aurorus comes in second place with that Weather Ball Ice and Meteor Beam. Meteor Beam being a really powerful charge move that also has the benefit of boosting your attack. Number three, we have Lantern. No surprise there. Dunsparce at number four. Magnazone at number five, specifically Shadow Magnazone. Dubwool at number six, Skarmory at seven, no surprise there either. Pachirisu being at number eight, uh, it, it has to be XL, level 50, Pachirisu. It's a regional Pokemon found only in the northernmost regions of Canada. That's a tough one. I personally am not a huge Pachirisu fan. Um, I don't get it, but <laughs> I understand why people like it. Arctabax, a very good Pokemon. Uh, Dragon Breath, Avalanche, and Dragon Claw. And then number 10, Togedemaru which I can get much more on board with. The problem I have with Pachirisu is that it only learns electric type moves. All of both of its fast moves, fault, Volt Switch and Spark. You'd want to run Volt Switch. And then it knows Thunder Punch and Thunderbolt and also Thunder. 
I'm gonna pull you up on that though, DeFi. Togedemaru isn't that much better when it comes to coverage. What's what are the only non-electric moves it's got? Felstinger and Jarable. Yeah, but at least it learns them. And you run like because it only knows those three moves. So you're running uh-huh. at least something else in but addition. You're only doing any damage with the electric move. The only with time wild charge, was, yeah. yeah. The only time Philstinger ever did damage was in Electric Cup against specifically Hesuian Electrode. <laughs> that's it. That's fair, but I'm saying at least that's I'm saying it's not like amazing, but at least it's a little better because it can at least learn something else. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and there have been c- certain metas where Gyro Ball is a preferred move. Yeah, like you can't. You at least have options, but Pokemon that only have it's kind of like, uh, not Vaporeon because it can learn Last Resort. But what are some other Pokemon? Bellabolt. Like, it only has mm-hmm. the electric moveset. When Pokemon only have that moveset. And I think even Glaceon, I think, is another one that, yep. other than Last Resort, it only has ice moves. Oh, it knows Water Pulse now from the Community Day. There's one ice Pokemon <laughs> where that's all it learns. I'm going to um, figure it out and I'm going to come back to you. But I know there's an ice type. And the the reason the, uh, we don't use it, it the um uh, the 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 um, cast form cast form snowy cast form snowy cast form that's the one. So I think it might have had a, a water move added to it. No, it's still all ice. Oh no, it knows tackle. You're not gonna <laughs> run. Okay, so at least it learns that. At least it got <laughs> tackle, but that's n- still not what you're <laughs> you're gonna yeah. run powder snow. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't. There. That's my problem. We understand my problem. We know what my problem is with some of these Pokemon. Like, why can't you have movesets like Avalug? Like, Avalug, ice-type Pokemon, pure ice, but it knows Earthquake and Crunch. You have options. Body Slam. You have a ton of of options. um, Number 11 here, Skeledurge. It's recommending Incinerate, Disarming Voice, and Shadow Ball. What do you think about Flamethrower instead of Shadow Ball? Because we've got like a few normals, like Vigoroth, Dunsparce, and Double are in the top 10. And we've also got Magnazone and Togedemaru in the top 10, which, you know, Flamethrower will one-shot those. Like, would you make that change? Or do you need the power of Shadow Ball against like a Lantern or a Skarmory? Oh, no, Flamethrower would be better against Skarmory. It would be. Um, I just th- feel like with this Pokemon, you're doing so much damage with the Incinerates alone mm. uh, that having the other move, like having another yeah. type of move is preferable. Now, if it was like, yeah, that's fair. I'm trying to think like a move that doesn't do as much fire type damage. It knows Incinerate crunch. wasn't. Yeah, it knows. I, that's the thing. Like I would argue more for crunch potentially. Yeah, but even then, like, I still think Disarming Voice, like, Disarming Voice is great because you get to it so quickly. And there aren't that many normal types uh, where like, it's, yeah, there's no. not that many normal types that losing Shadow Ball, like, Shadow Ball is a hindrance. There's a few that, like, there's also Obstagoon that's in the top 15. Mm-hmm. But you have Disarming Voice and you're doing yeah. your yeah, incinerate damage. And I'm just quickly looking it up. Disarming Voice and Crunch are actually exactly the same stats. 45 energy for 70 damage. Which means that 
you're not getting because there's no Pokemon here that provide like you're not getting any sort of typing advantage from running Crunch against any of these Pokemon. So that tells me that you're better off just having Disarming Voice. And mm-hmm. if Shadow Ball is resisted, just throw the Disarming Voice. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, good call. Well reasoned. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> I well reason and you I are the push, voice of reason. And I push the podcast along. Gosh darn it. <laughs> The All scheduler right. and the voice of reason. Yes. <laughs> Here's my card. <laughs> All right. But that is the holiday cup. It tends to be a pretty beloved cup. That one in Halloween, people tend to really, I feel like, enjoy a little bit more so i'm excited to see how that all turns out after that we will have all open leagues peaking in so during the holiday season uh here in the united states we will have like that's that's going to cover christmas eve and christmas day so those are the metas you'll be looking forward to there then we have some in-game events fish and i'm putting some master league information in here reshiram and zekrom are both in raids coming up here reshiram's in raids right now as we're recording and then zekrom is next and they're both pretty solid yeah in master league like if you need a pokemon for the master league and you don't know what to use reshiram actually pretty good you need fusion flare as a charge move and that is a legacy move i don't think the ones right now have it so be aware of that. You would have to use an elite tar- charge TM. But Fusion Flare well, is a pretty good move. And then you run Draco Meteor as the like, which is a self-debuff move, but does does a ton of damage. So that's a pretty solid Pokemon. You're gonna beat stuff like Metagross. Um, you win against Ho-Oh, because you can do dragon type damage to it. You win against like a Mewtwo, a Giratina, uh, which is kind of crazy. So that's a really good Pokemon, as well as Zekrom. Zekrom actually a little bit better. It's slightly higher in the rankings with Dragon Breath, Crunch, and Wild Charge. Uh, So this is the one where you don't want the Legacy move, or you don't need it as much, because you have that Wild Charge instead of Fusion Bolt. So the ones you're catching right now are just fine. (laughs) Again, you're going to beat the Giratina Origin, uh, which is kind of funny because it's a dragon type beating like it's an electric type beating a dragon type but since it's all since Sekrom's also a dragon that yeah. helps it out a lot uh you beat Mewtwo like you've got all kinds of good stuff in Zekrom and Reshiram so I'm gonna be raiding those a little bit a little bit there how much XO do you have not enough not enough <laughs> how far off I enough like a lot <laughs> like i don't know what you want me to say fish um i i, I was wondering if uh either of us are at, like anywhere close to being able to build a legendary for master league okay well the thing is i can like technically i could build right now if i wanted to a rayquaza okay however however both i have one 98 rayquaza and its stats are 14, 15, 15. So it's not the functional hundo, which makes me a little hesitant. So it's always going to like lose the mirror. I think there are certain breakpoints you miss. So I'm a little nervous, but I could, like, if I wanted to right now, I could build Rayquaza. Okay. Yeah. I'm 
uh, excited to hear that whether whether you do or don't end up doing because you've got to also have other pokemon to go with it too which yeah. is the problem so tell me about this along the roots event deepai Along the Roots, we mentioned it a little bit on the show last week. It is the event that takes place from Tuesday, December 5th to Friday, December 8th. So it is one of those events that only takes place during the week, which is rough for a lot of people. I know personally, I do most of my Pokemon Go playing on the weekend because right now where I live, it is currently getting dark at 4.30 p.m. (laughs) because we're in winter and it's cold outside. So if I'm going to take the time to like play it's gonna be at like noon on the weekend when it's at least light out but so that's my qualm with it that i don't get an opportunity to play this weekend however it's a pretty solid event half hatch egg distance when eggs are placed in an incubator during the event i love half hatch and you get triple and Triple XP for spinning Pokestops five times if it's for the first time. And double Stardust when opening gifts. We're PvPers. We need Stardust. <laughs> so those are some of the bonuses. And of course, Shiny, Hisuian, Sneasel is amazing. Like, throwing that out there. But taking a look. So the spawns in this event. Not a lot stands out to me from a PvP perspective. Uh, from the spawns, specifically. You've got Wulu and Palmy, Which... I personally am after the Palmy because I'm building something silly, which is the middle evolution Palmo. We'll max out to right around 1500 when you best buddy it. So I'm doing a silly. But other than that, like the Wulu is really the thing that stands out to me. Of course, we've had some off metas where like Milotic or Swoobat or Hitmontop becomes like really, really good. Or Amolga. We saw uh, <laughs> the Spice Master Magmar Man run Amolga in a play Pokemon tournament. But in Toronto, but it's not your corp. I would say Wulu's the most meta pick out of all the spawns. In the eggs, uh, Hisuian Sneasel, but you would want, I don't think you can get that even into the Great League if you hatch it from an egg. So not a lot there. Unless you're a shiny hunter, kind of like me, I'm looking for the Sneasel and the Growlithe yet. Field research task, kind of the same thing. Hatch an egg, trade a Pokemon. Trade a Pokemon, I think, because in the field research tasks, I think they're at level 15. Right? So those uh, you should be so, able yeah. to get. Those, I think, might go to 1,500 uh, because they'll be down a few levels. But also, because, yeah, they're not in the wild. Hisuian Sneasel's not in the wild for this one. So there's that. <laughs> but I'm just, this is not, I don't know. Like, do you <laughs> see anything in there? Because I'm not, like, you can get Stardust for things. I mean, the yeah, half-edge like- egg is cool. Like you mentioned, that Wulu is just like, for me, like, uh, guess what? What? I mean, you meant to guess, but... Um, um, I, yesterday, yesterday, the day before, caught a hundo Wulu. Nice! I have yeah, one of those right? too! Oh, dude, let's go! We can... I got it at, um, I think it was NAIC last year. Um, I have his name is Mac. He is a hundo <laughs> traded to me from Gabby Snyder. It was a lucky trade we did. Oh, that's so cool. So that's not the the perfect Ultra League Wulu. That one, like Isn't the rank thought... one, the rank one is fourteen, fifteen, fifteen. Technically, I think really? the hundo is rank two. Uh, well, that's gross. <laughs> I, it I is... was sure that it had to be hundo. 
Yeah, it is. I, I like literally the rank one is 14, 15, 15. It is one of those that is super, super close technically. But obviously, like I have a lucky hundo. I'm going to build the lucky hundo. Is that as a best buddy? Like um, 14, 15, no. 15 as a best buddy? I don't think so. So uh, I think, hold on, let me find out. <laughs> The 14, 15, 15, yes, it is as a best buddy. So the hundo is the non-best buddy. Cool. Okay. That makes me feel Number better. Number one. Okay. Because <laughs> I wasn't so going to best buddy it. Oh, see, I best buddy all my, like, like if I have to build something up to 50, I try really hard to best buddy those things. Um, Get the candy. I, I guess I do have to um, have 10 best buddies for my goals that I said on yesterday, on last week's podcast. And why wouldn't you want to walk a cute little wooloo? <laughs> I guess. I walked Mac, my Hundo. Like it's it's best buddy. And then I also have the 14 15 15 from Yokohama. I caught it, so I'll have uh, so to I, maybe I'll build both. I need a name for my female Wulu. I'm also thinking we could pop my female Wulu in with your male Wulu and have little Hundo babies. Yes. Wouldn't <laughs> that be great if that's right? how that works? <laughs> Okay, so you need a nickname for a cute little sheep. Listeners. Yeah. Send us suggestions. Mary from Mary Had a Little Lamb. So what's the what's the thought behind Mac? Mac and Mary. Oh, I just asked so Gabby cool. to name him. And she didn't give an explanation? Just like, oh, I think, sounds cool. I this think syllable because, sounds good. No, I think it's because her dog's name is Cheese. And I think Mac is Cheese's brother. I think Mac is like a like a relative of Cheese. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, there's a lot of like you could do something really cutesy like cupcake. So I could name my Wooloo Cheese. You could name your Wooloo Cheese. We could have, <laughs> we Mac, could and have Mac and Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let us know. Let's let us know, <laughs> listeners. What should he name his Wooloo? But moving on. So again, that event doesn't really speak to me, especially since I won't be able to play it a lot. We also have Catch Mastery, Catch Mastery Ice, which was re- like the information was released shortly before we started recording. <laughs> uh, definitely after I wrote the notes. That is only on Saturday from 10 to 8. I have less of a problem with this because I have the type of work schedule that allows me to play on Saturday. <laughs> so 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. local time. Snow Runt. If you want <laughs> a Frost Lass. For PvP, this is your time because Snorunt and Bergmite will be appearing more frequently in the wild. And I think Avalug has some kind of like niche play somewhere in the Ultra League and Master League. I would have to look. Like again, not a super popular meta pick, but you never know. And I'm it's got some stuff. We mentioned it earlier, like it's got a great moveset. And then Cryogonal. Master League Premier. Okay. In particular. Well, we hope that comes back. <laughs> so field research cryogonal cryogonal do not worry about it you can go shiny hunting for it if that's your thing but uh, you know what a... cryogonal no. is one of those things that it's like it can take someone off it can take someone off guard that's the way you say it right but it's like it's catch got some decent off guard. moves and decent yeah catch someone off guard not take them no, you're not taking them you're catching them um it's got some decent moves with its ice shard uh night slash triple axle uh and that's it um and some decent bulk as well so like 
But it's fast move sucks. Like I shirt. Oh, I guess I shirt's not that bad, but it's yeah, I shirt's good. It's spammy, but it can't really hit hard with anything. Yeah, neither can Lickitung, but it's one of the best yeah, Pokemon in the game. Bulkier though. It's bulkier than Krogunich. I'm just making the point that like it's um it doesn't hit super hard. You're right, but um uh what well, so. I'm basically making the case for it because I have lost to some cryogonal in the past in like uh, limited metas. Uh, so show, a show draft three, yeah, yeah like a uh, draft dra- trip pick uh, maybe. Not even drafts, I don't think. But um, in those situations, that was before it had triple axel. I haven't faced it after triple axel. So what happened was uh, they would maybe build up a whole bunch of energy with ice shards, bait with a night slash, cause me to shield, and then hit me with a solar beam afterwards. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah, it, yeah I mean, I, I had to really work to see the funny side of it. But. <laughs> oh, I mean, that was, I'm never going to forget be- getting beaten by a Spinda, so. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> the other thing, the other problem with Cryogonal is it's a pure ice type. Yes. Which means it doesn't have. A, like Avalog. Like Avalog, which again is probably part of Avalog's problem. But Hisuian Avalog is part Rock steel, ice. I think. Rock ice? ice? Rock, yes. I don't know. Yeah, there, I feel like there's... <laughs> I was going to say, like, I feel like there's got to be a, a case for Hisuian Avalug somewhere. Oh, yeah, in the Master League. Yeah, yeah. Open master, open Masters. It's Definitely. Definitely. But the regular Avalug, again, it's pro- when you are just a pure ice type, you're weak to fighting fire, rock, and steel. And you don't have any, like, stab, same type attack bonus moves uh, that you can rely on other than ice. So those are a couple of its issues, I would say, for Cryogonal. But all all goes to say not super important. It's shiny <laughs> isn't even that great. It's yeah. just a lighter blue. If you uh, miss out, that's fine from a PvP standpoint. Uh, I want the Bergmite, the yellow snow Bergmite. I want it. I want it very badly. So hopefully I will catch one. Isn't That's a, what I will be doing this event. A, a yellow snow bergmite is that just a snorer? No. <laughs> Do you berg? Look at bergmite shiny. It's literally like ye- the snow part is yellow, like the part on the bottom. Oh, the part on the bottom. Right. Hang on. Looking it up now. Bergmite. It. Oh, it literally yeah, just looks that's... like someone peed on it. Like it's... <laughs> or it like stepped in pee. <laughs> or it stepped in pee. Like. I want it though. I'm a fan. I was hoping that the whole thing would be yellow because then, like, you wouldn't be sure whether you're looking at a shiny Bergmite or a Snorunt. You like, you try and catch a a Snorunt. Oh, uh, you, you you tap on the Pokemon, you think it's a Snorunt, and then you're like, wait, wait. <laughs> All right. The other event from a PvP perspective we want to cover is Adamant Time. So, kind of a plug on the timeless travels. We're going back in time to Kanto, like it's 2016 all over again. But we can, you know, do routes and parties and whatever showcases. So Kanto event. I'm in favor of doing things like a Kanto event because even though fish, because we are the minority fish of people who play this game, people <laughs> log in every day and engage with all like all these different features. Most people play very casually. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of casual players out there who have not finished their Mew research <laughs> yeah. where you need to complete your Kanto Pokedex. So giving people an opportunity to catch something like a Krabby, which I don't know about you, but like I haven't seen a Krabby in a while, like Goldeen, 
Like these are some Pokemon that aren't necessarily super common to catch. And, you know, if you're old, like if you're casual player, it might be hard for you to accrue the candy for those things. Uh, a ditto event, like making sure people have ditto. Yeah. I think it's great. So I'm I'm a fan of featuring Kanto Pokemon for that reason. Some of the featured Pokemon, Vulpix is really good for Ninetales and then Alolan Ninetales. You can get candy for it. But I think Vulpix is probably one of the stars of the Kanto event, as well as you can get candy for the three Kanto starters, Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. That's mostly it. We can use Voltorb often in like a electric cup or I believe it's actually pretty good when they do Kanto cup sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. There have some opportunities. I think we saw a Sea King in Gdansk. <laughs> so Goldine is out there. Dratini, obviously for Dragonite. Dragonite, one of the best Pokemon, I would argue, in the game because it can be used at multiple levels. And then Snorlax is a great Pokemon as well, appearing in three-star raids. But I would say those are kind of the main points. And there's other, you know, benefits. They have a catch-up time research focusing on XP to, for people uh, to get Stardust and get rewards for leveling up. And timed research on adding friends to get XP and Stardust and things. So good bonus. Good stuff. I'm a fan. Just not a, not a ton, ton from a PvP perspective. But that not everything has to be for us, Fish. It's okay. <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> doesn't it doesn't have to be for us i like i like this as an event for people to to finish some old research tasks and just catch up on xp great 10 out of 10 so that's our in-game events and that means we're up to the play pokemon section which DeFi, you will have to remind me last week how much of this did we cover did we like at least mention the winners I'm not sure. So let's pretend <laughs> we didn't. Uh, Brisbane, I know we talked about very briefly because we were running short on time. But Jakobovic won the OCIC champion, taking first in Brisbane, running that Shadow Dragonair and then the and a Shadow Canto Ninetales. The rest pretty meta, Lantern, Metacham, Superior, and Umbreon. And please note that this was these two tournaments took place before the moveset updates. Mm -hmm. So we're weird. We won't dive too much into teams and things because things have certainly changed. However, Although I will say Dragonair and Fire are still a good core. Yes. Like um, there there are certain typings that just work really well together. I think uh, we, a lot of us know Dark and Poison are really compatible, really uh, symbiotic. Uh, water and ice, I think, work quite well together. And also dragon and fire, I think, are a very nice combination. Yes, I would tend to agree. Uh, and this again, was a 33-player tournament. Uh, shout out to Zoe Two Dots for entering the tournament <laughs> and kind of pushing it to that. I think that was kind of a, a break point, quote-unquote, for getting uh, championship points. They needed that many players. Uh, I think we mentioned that last week as well. So yay for Zoe Two Dots for playing and registering. We appreciate you. Stumpy2517 got second place running that car bank. You know, the dreaded car bank <laughs> as well as a frost lass. So, you know, a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Uh, Lickitung, <laughs> Metacham, Registeel, and Swampert. We had, it was a really stacked tournament, honestly. Uh, Rick Flareon, Valiant Vish, Fishy Legs, 
all showed up. Miser put on quite a performance, tying rank nine, doing quite well with a man team. And her only two losses were, they were both to Yukovic. Yes. And she, the first game might have gone differently had she correctly registered all six of her Pokemon. But mm. since she did not I'm, register. I'm super impressed with it. Like, Misa is someone who, you know, I've, I've known her for a while being in the Australian scene. And she's someone who has always been so passionate about the game and always uh, such a, a real, uh, such a great attitude about like wanting to get better at the game. And in particularly in play Pokemon tournaments, the, uh, the results haven't backed up the effort that she's put in. And I know she's been very disappointed about that. So I'm really, really pumped for how well she did this time around. Cause I, I think now she's starting to really get that return on investment. Yeah. Uh, again, more shout outs. There are so many, Good players who showed up to this. <laughs> um, Ball Basher God, PvP Steve showed up uh, mm. running a Dust Clops because he did. Debbie Pebble <laughs> because he's Steve. And then, yeah, Debbie Pebble coming in as well. Uh, we obviously know LF Kamala. Uh, we had on the show last week, Lachlan entered and had fun. So huge shout out uh, to all of our Australian players. Really excited to see, you know, how your region, the APAC region, mm. progresses this season. I was and... so jealous, Deepa. <laughs> Just I'm... like seeing all the updates in like various servers and on Twitter. I was like, oh, yeah, man. Like I saw Arrow on Twitter mentioned this is the most hype top four in any regional this season. And we're not getting to see it because it wasn't streamed, which was uh, like a a big deal around the, the community. And mm-hmm. I was like, I should be in that top four. <laughs> that should be my spot. All right. You got a couple more opportunities fish this season. I do. I do. But before we continue talking about the rest of the season, we have to go back to Gdansk, which had a great tournament as well. This one was stacked to 116 players in Poland. Uh, that also was over that Thanksgiving weekend, a couple weeks ago. And we had Great players, but congratulations. Huge, like this, the top three here was crazy. Um, Potomon, Tantan Padus, and a mind joke, but the, the championship goes to Potomon from Spain, did a fantastic job. Shadow Alolan, Ninetales, and Lickitung, two of the standout picks. Also, Gligar, Metacham, Umbreon, and Venusaur. Tantan Batus. A fantastic player as well. That's the Sea King that we saw, which didn't really make too much of an appearance. I saw the Arctobax quite a bit more than I did the Sea King, as well as Clefable, which was fun. Defense Deoxys. So a really, really fun team from Tauntaun Batus. A Mind Joke and Palasha ran the exact same team and took third and fifth place, respectively. Metacham, Pelipper, Purified Sableye, Shadow Alolan, Sandslash, Superior, and Shadow Steelix, rest in peace. Uh, that was kind of Shadow Steelix's last hurrah before Breaking Swipe <laughs> was nerfed. I don't think we'll see it again. Cactus uh, taking fourth place did really well. And again, huge names. Stone Collection, um, Arceus Aurelius, Nickname uh, did really, really well in this tournament. Status Anne took ninth place. Just a ton. Just a ton <laughs> of people. Yeah. Like a ton of these big names here. Uh, Scaffo, Colin so many so many but that was the last two tournaments for that meta we now have a new meta and the first 
time we will get to see this meta in action is in Stuttgart, Germany on December 9th and 10th. So probably like underway by the time this episode comes out and all eyes will be in Germany for this tournament because this will be where we get to see the new meta crystallize. Um, oh, other quick thing about Gdansk, though. Though Tactical made his casting debut. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Incredible. <laughs> that was super cool. It was cool to see. I think they did a set of Though Technical and Martine together, which was lovely. Lou did a phenomenal jar- job. So did um, uh, Koning Lionheart. Great casters. Great team. Very excited to see more of uh, Though Technical back from retirement and into casting love to see it very good job i really enjoyed seeing his debut so after all of that we have upcoming san antonio texas december 15th to 17th 100 people registered for that at the moment portland oregon on january 5th to 7th 47 currently registered for that charlotte in uh, north carolina i keep (laughs) i keep like hesitating like it's north carolina north carolina january 19 to 21 37 registered for that Liverpool, I don't know what American state that's in, is January 27th to 28th, 92 people registered for that. And then we have just opened up registration for Knoxville, Tennessee, and Melbourne in Victoria, Australia, February 2nd to 4th and February 3rd to 4th. Have you registered for Melbourne? Well, okay, so my information is that as actually as of this recording it's not opening till tonight <laughs> but well that's why like as of when you hear this podcast it's open yes so yes, but do I'm you 100% plan... registered yes okay but will you be and registering I've got some for credit to use as well now <laughs> excellent so you will be in melbourne yes fantastic we will be rooting for you uh, and then dortmund just released um or Dortmund is the next one. I don't think they've released when they registration will open, but that will be the next one to come up for EU after Liverpool in January. And that will be February 10th to 11th. And I think, I think that's it for February because Utrecht is in March. Mm-hmm. And the next one after Knoxville is Vancouver, which is at like the end of March. So, okay. So a bit of a gap. Bit of a gap in February and March. So we'll get a little bit to see the meta develop further. Because, yeah, then Perth isn't until April. April, yeah. Not much in Latin America. No, I'm hoping that more will be announced in Latin America. Um, Because all we've had is Curitiba and then LAIC in terms Mm. of regionals. But I'm hoping uh, more will be announced, I believe. Did Latin America recently get their um local go challenges yeah latam got their go challenges so uh working on it at a local level uh also eu i believe like fish i have faith that you will be getting locals as well i think it's just you're kind of last on the list but i think i do believe that they are coming do you think that would happen this season i'm hoping i'm hopeful for you Mm. oh yeah yeah. season that'd be nice like if i if i could play if I could somehow manage to play six Go Cups and six Go Challenges and win them all, what's that? That's Well, I mean, winning six Go Cups, I believe, would get me the required points to qualify for Worlds anyway, wouldn't it? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 50 points per win. 
And I've got, look, I don't want to talk myself up too much, but I think I've got a pretty, like, I think it's reasonable to expect to win in South Australia. Like, there's not there's not too many people that put as much of their lives into this game as, as me. In so my are you calling yourself a big fish on a heater in a small pond? <laughs> yes, yes, I can do that. All right, well. I'm hoping for you. I'm hoping for locals just so all the different regions can have them. I think I've been seeing a lot of Twitter posts of people at the European regionals at the North American ones for sure. And people seem to be really excited to do them and getting just that last little bit of championship points. We saw rise to occasion recently got championship points enough to qualify for worlds. Uh, Nighttime clasher recently qualified based on championship points, getting them from locals. So a lot of really good things and a lot I'm, excited to see more and more people qualify. So I hope that comes to you soon in APAC. And with that fish, I think it's time to reach in to that burlap sack for some mail. Did that uh, leather bag not arrive? I definitely sent you a leather bag for the mail to come in because it was our third anniversary. That that You never got that, did you? No, I did not get a leather bag. I am hmm. I'm patiently waiting on the United States mail service. <laughs> um so last week, of course, was our Megapod episode, and uh, that means we didn't get to get around to our mailbag, and that means we have uh, like more of a backlog than we normally do. So I just wanted to give a quick thank you for being patient for all those people who had like sent us something a month ago, and we're only just getting to it now. Uh, don't worry, everything that is sent to us, I do mark out, and I do put in like chronological order so that we can get to your mail so this first one was written in on november the 16th and it comes from garden of eyes garden of eyes writes hi fish and DeFi. just writing in to let you know that i continued using suvat successfully in great league and reached a record high elo of 24 15 and tied my longest streak of 10 wins in a row there was even one match where suvat soloed the whole enemy team i believe it was metachamp venusaur and shadow machamp that's amazing, first off. Congratulations. <laughs> We're glad Swoobat is working for you because it's not necessarily, I think we mentioned it earlier, it's not, you know, the most meta pick, but it definitely has niche play. And if you're facing Metacham, Venusaur, and Shadow Machamp, Swoobat's going to wreck. Like, it's going to go hard. So very congratulations on the Swoobat running successfully in Great League. And 2415's awesome. You are almost at Veteran. Yeah, um, uh, I remember the last email that this trainer sent in. They were talking about like, yeah, I want to use Swoobat, but like, I know it's not meta. Like, should I, shouldn't I? And we were like, mate, if it's working for you, <laughs> absolutely go for it. So they're following up on that and they're like, yep, it is still working for me. And yeah, like getting to 24-15, that's amazing. But anyhow, I was wondering how Yins would feel if they were to implement permanent unranked open great ultra and master leagues alongside whatever ranked league is currently active that way you can still battle and test team comps without needing to a friend to battle or having to risk dropping rank if a league you aren't confident competing in is currently active maybe these battles could still count against your battles for the day that way you literally aren't tempted to battle all day long i would personally love to see how many mons would do an ultra league but seeing that i'm at a record high elo right now i don't want to jump in and risk losing all that progress but i'd still like to do my battles for the day I don't think they'd ever implement that, but I think it would be pretty dope. Anyway, love the show. Thank you for your time and wisdom, Garden of Eyes. Formerly redacted. I, I changed my player name since I last wrote in because a friend of mine heard the episode and pointed out to me that I was basically doxing myself, lol. That's so fair. Now, Garden of Eyes. 
Garden of Eyes. Welcome in Gar- Garden of Eyes, the Swoobat user. So, <laughs> uh, first off, I would love a casual because I started. Okay, so the short answer, Garden of Eyes, yes, a hundred percent. I'm all in on an unranked league. I have been playing and enjoying a little bit of the TCG, the trading card game live for Pokemon as the app. And I still think it's funny how people online complain about this app and how bad it is, but those aren't go players. I think we like I've sturdied myself from dealing with go over the years that I'm like, this app works fine. What are you complaining about? (laughs) Sure. There are problems. But not not those kind of problems. But there are two leagues in the TCG. You have ranked where you climb a ladder and casual where you don't. And there aren't like the rewards for casual, but you can just play and not get the rewards as much. And it's fine. Like you don't get like there's more rewards for doing ranked and that's fine. But I liked that I could learn a deck and how this deck works in casual and then step my toe in the water over in ranked. And I'm getting kind I'm kind of over the deck I built. So I'm going to build a new deck and I'm going to try it in casual first and then try it in ranked. And I love that. And I wish we had it for go. I'm very adamant about this, that we should have a casual mode of play. End rant. <laughs> Uh, uh, do you need help off that soapbox, or you're right? You can step down yourself. Or... I can. I can. I, I've got little legs, so it's it's kind of <laughs> rough. It's a big jump, but I think right, I can yeah, here. I'll be here with you, here if you need me. Ready? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Um, I'll change it just a tiny, tiny little bit. Instead of unranked, I think it would be more appropriate to have. A league where you still have a rank, but your rank doesn't change depending on the results of the battle. Because well, my thought process is, if I were to jump into completely unranked casual battles, there's a fair chance that I will... Like, I'm, I'm picturing it's basically early season battles where um, like you might match against someone who's using a 1200 CP Croconaw and... I just absolutely wipe the floor with them and discourage them from wanting to keep playing in future. So what I would want is for the quote-unquote unranked battles to be connected with what my current ELO is in my ranked battles so that when I do step into the casual battles, I'm still matched against someone who is theoretically at a similar skill level. I think that's fair. And I don't think that changes. I think that's just an added caveat. I don't think that changes the main idea. Do, would yeah, you still uh, love a casual component to GBL? Personally, look, I uh, I don't know if I would spend the time battling with without the allure of trying to hit that goal of, of ranking up, but I have heard so many people talking about it that I am on board with the idea for, for those people. <laughs> like, I want them to have their unranked league. I know, I just, I... Gard- like Gardner Vise, I just completely agree. I would love yeah. to just play some Ultra League Pokemon, see how they work, and not have it affect yeah. my ranking. It would be good for testing teams, but um yeah. like I've I've personally found other ways around that. Like we've got 
uh, our scrims function in the Discord server where, you know, someone wants to test a team out, they can tag other people in the server who have the same role and, like, anyone who's available, you can, you know, throw down against those people. That's great. And that's awesome that as a community, you and others have found ways around that. But we shouldn't mm. have to. It should just be yeah, part true. of, like, true. like it is part of this TCG game. I, I love that I can just switch tabs and yeah. it's ranked. Now it's casual and I get to pick. And yeah, no, great. totally. Totally. All right. But Garden of Ice, thank you so much for bringing that up. I will I will stand on that soapbox any day. <laughs> I, I just helped you off. Yeah. But I will get back whenever you want. I will get back <laughs> on. All right. Baby Evie uh, also wrote in on November 18th. Fish, what does Baby Evie have to say? Baby Evie. And I also want to uh, thank Baby Evie specifically because Baby Evie also sent another email just today. <laughs> and like we hadn't even gotten to their previous email. So thank you for your patience, Baby Evie. But Baby Evie says, hi there, Fish and DeFi. This is Baby Evie. I've been listening to the podcast for a while and wanted to get some advice on a moveset for the Beedrill that I use in Great League. I'm currently running it with the Fast Attack Poison Jab, and it knows the Charge Attacks X-Scissor and Felstinger. I have this one specifically for Halloween Cup, but I would like your opinion on how to make it a good all-around Great League Pokemon. Cheers, Baby Eevee. Well, I'm sure there's a trainer, there's a trainer out there named Evan. <laughs> 777 something lots something, of sevens something. 13 who uh, famously ran shadow bee drill in the first naic that we ever had and did quite well making a day two performance so bee drill is definitely a fun pokemon to use it does have its issues generally in the open great league you would want to run poison jab x scissor and drill run which is just a little bit different than what you have you would need to use a a elite charge tm to take felsinger off and to put drill run on would kind of be the major change i would see there that would help you quite a bit and it does great against a lot of things like beedrill is going to beat a metacham generally superior venusaur azumarill sableye it does really well against some really great meta pokemon especially as a shadow um i think it drops sableye for sure once it's a non-shadow beedrill but you pick up you, you know you lose some things you pick up some things they're both fine however it has some really important losses there are some pokemon that it just can't really work around that makes it really tough gligar is really really popular right now and Beedrill can't do a thing against it like it it almost is completely walled by Gligar I see when Beedrill win <laughs> I see when Beedrill win exactly um something like a Bastiodon with Smackdown uh all your mud boys including like a Mantine Pelipper like a lot of water is gonna do pretty well some of those powerful water types it's gonna hurt pretty hard but again, it does have some solid wins. Stuff like Venusaur. That Polyrath that we've been talking about is so good. It beats Polyrath. So definitely something you could try running. It just isn't like it's it has more significant losses than I would say significant wins. There are more Pokemon that it significantly loses to that are popular right now than the ones it wins against. But that's no reason not to give it a shot. I think that Phil Stinger is particularly useful when you're running Shadow Beedrill because the Felstinger, um is a very low damage move, but it 
guarantees a one stage boost to your attack. So after throwing a Felstinger, those poison jabs can do a lot of extra work. Like for example, I I believe there was a time where Beedrill, Shadow Beedrill could beat Noctowl in the two shields or something ridiculous like that. Or maybe it was the two zeros or something. Well, no, that's a, I, don't, I don't think it mattered whether the Noctowl shielded a Felstinger or not. But yeah, but like getting multiple Felstingers off allowed those poison jabs to do so much damage that you would just manage to overtake the Noctowl with those, which is throwing those super effective wing attacks. So like that very, very potent there on the regular beedrill i don't think you're getting as much benefit from that so i would highly recommend if you do have an elite tm getting that uh that drill run instead of the fell stinger like DeFi suggested other moves it's got uh aerial ace and sludge bomb and i'm trying to think like what combination of those moves might be viable if you don't have the elite tm that's a good question. Mm, I feel yeah. like that would take a little bit of research on our part. My gut says that it's it's like uh, my my gut says the B drill is just not that great without the drill run. Yeah, you're gonna just the drill run you need so you can hit back against something with steel types. Yeah, like without drill run, it's just hard. I think to do anything to steel types. If you don't have an elite charge TM and you absolutely cannot get drill run on the B drill, I would say Sludge Bomb would be the better choice. Like out okay. of all the other things, I'm going to advocate for Sludge Bomb. I think that you're going to get more damage. I think you're going to be able to hit with same type attack bonus. You're going to be able to hit a few more things. And then X Scissor. And X Scissor. Like you would keep X Scissor. I would get yeah. rid of Felstinger and use Sludge Bomb instead. That would be my personal recommendation if you don't have an Elite Charge TM, but Elite Charge, like Drill Run's better. <laughs> drill Run is <laughs> certainly better, but Sludge Bomb, I think you can still do a lot of that damage. You're just, if you're, if you up against like any steel type, your Skarmory, your, even with Drill Run, Skarmory's not a good matchup, but. <laughs> no. Like you just you can't hit a lot of things then, and that's it's tough. All right, so hopefully that helps, baby. V, thank you for writing in. The next one was on Discord and comes from Sarah Law, and it was sent in on November the nineteenth. Who says, "Hi there, my son, account name Conlory, is an avid listener to the show. He's loved playing Scarlet and Violet. In particular, his favorite Pokemon from those games is Tinkerton, a Steel and Fairy type." He was wondering what you think about this typing and this Pokemon. What could it do to the meta with a good moveset? Thanks, and may the leads be forever in your favor. Ha uh, hashtag hammer time. I don't, I don't get that, unfortunately. Well, Tinkaton has a pretty fantastic, like, hammer that it uses. Oh, okay, so... sure. Yeah, that's my, that's my lack of knowledge of the main series games coming uh, into effect. Tinkaton's so cool, and in, in its Pokedex entry, it hunts Corviknight, uh, which is bound to be a really good Pokemon when we get mm -hmm. it as well. It's a big black steel crow, and it's funny because the shiny of Tinkaton, its body is completely the same. The only thing that's different is its hammer is now the color of shiny Corviknight. Oh, that's cool. It's so cool. <laughs> I love, like, Tinkaton's such a sassy 
Pokemon. I love her. So good. However, Tinky Tongue's not in the game yet, so we can't know for sure what its moveset is going to be. And it could be so far down the line that the moves are completely different. Like we could have several moveset updates before we see Tinkaton. But I agree. It's awesome. I love <laughs> love this Pokemon. I'm so excited for it. But based on what it can learn in the main series games, we can look at its main series moveset because generally the pattern we've seen in Pokemon Go is a Pokemon has to be able to learn the move in the main series game. And Tinkaton can learn some pretty great moves in the main series games. Like it can learn Fairy Wind, which is pretty fantastic. It can also learn stuff like Flash Cannon, Play Rough, Brutal Swing, maybe... Uh, a little bit of something, something, I don't know, heavy slam. It can learn a lot of really interesting moves. And as a fairy steel type, it's going to be, it's just going to be something different that I think could do quite well. Fairy steel, you're going to be able to rock Carbink's complete world. <laughs> as, like Carbink's going to have a problem against rock. you. Rock. Rock its world. Uh, rock its world. And... Stuff like, you know, Alola Ninetales, you're going to crush it. Mm. Uh, Chrysalia, you're going to crush. It would do really well against something like a Sableye, Umbreon, Mandibuzz, like all those dark types in the meta. I think even though it's a steel type, because it's also a fairy type, I think Metacham would be either a little neutral or the Tinkatung would win it pretty, I would say, pretty evenly. I actually think that... It's gonna do quite well against Metacham because it's it's got some bulk. Like I'm I'm just doing some googling here. We because we know what stats each Pokemon will have because they all have like the same formula applied to them based off of the base stats that they get in the main series. So uh, like we already know that information, and it's got similar bulk to a Jellicent, very similar bulk to Jellicent, for example. So imagine a Jellicent level bulk Pokemon that's resisting the Psychic and the Ice Punch from Metacham, and then able to probably able to throw back fairy moves as well. Like if the Metacham has Dynamic Punch, that does make it a little more even, but I still think the Tinkaton would be able to handle the Metacham quite well. All right. I'm sold. I'm excited. I'm ready for it. Like, <laughs> I'm ready to give me a Tinkaton. I'm all in. You don't have to. You don't have to sell me any further. It's basically like a steel Marwile. I'm, I'm going to continue selling. I'm selling past the close here. But, uh, it's basically like steel. Uh, sorry, it's basically like a bulky type Marwile. I like it. I'm in. So yeah, mm. Jellicent. I'm looking now. I'm looking. I'm sorting Great League by stat product. So same bulk as like a Jellicent. A Greedent and Greedent yep. is quite bulky. Um, similar, actually pretty similar in bulk to Metacham, honestly. Like, it's not oh, that yeah, far right. off. Because so, Metacham is past the... Yeah, Metacham at rank 1 has a stat product of 2110. So, within range, maybe a little less bulky than Metacham, but it's got the bulk. So, I'm anticipating, though, I th don't think Metacham's going to be running Psychic for very long. I think it's going to be on that dynamic punch. Yeah. So... That could change things a little because that will be doing neutral damage to Tinkaton. But again, it could be it could be a long time before we see it. I hope we see it sooner rather than later because it is such a fun Pokemon. Mm. It makes me happy. And a really nice typing. I like that typing. Yeah, I do too. I think it's cool. <laughs> I think it's cool and I'm excited for it. So Sarah Lord, thank you so much for writing in. We appreciate it. And Fish, how about we do one more? 
So this next one comes from Chris and Carl's favorite listener, Drew2, and it was sent in on the 22nd of November. Drew2 says, Hi, DeFi and Fish. I've got a couple of ideas to throw out there, and I'd like to hear what you think. First, I know everyone complains about Boom Burst, but I actually think there haven't been enough Boom Burst updates. What if, stay with me here, Niantic slightly buffs Boom Burst every single season, either reducing <laughs> energy cost or increasing damage until something that has the move becomes relevant. How broken of a move would Boom Burst have to be for Noiburn, Xcloud, or something else to become meta? Second, every time I hear talks about debuffing Metacham, it's always about counter. I'd like to know what would happen if Ice Punch was debuffed, if the energy cost was raised enough, it wouldn't be used as a bait move and wouldn't be nearly as effective against flying and dragon types. What sort of move stats would Ice Punch need to have to significantly affect Metacham in the meta? Lastly, as the listener who suggested one move away, I thought it was great and would love to see it become a regular segment. Keep up the good work. Sorry for the long email. Drew 2. Hey, Drew 2, I'm really glad you liked the one move away. We had a lot of fun with it too. Yeah, totally. So I think on a week, again, where we have maybe a little less go battle league or like play Pokemon, the champ- official championship series takes uh, a little bit of a break, which it will be. Um pretty like through a lot of february i like the idea of bringing in bringing in some different ideas and that was a fun one uh, i'd love to do that a little bit more often now about boom burst <laughs> now boom burst <laughs> so that was i like the one move away segment part boom burst i'm not so sure because it's not necessarily like boom burst would have to be pretty busted for some <laughs> to become meta because those Pokemon that you mentioned, Noinvern, Exploud, they have other Boom Burst isn't the problem with those Pokemon. Yeah, they have other Boom problems. Burst is actually a good move already. Now it has a it's still very high energy cost, so I consider it to be like a hyper beam, but it's like less energy than hyper beam, same kind of damage, I think, off the top of my head. I think that the key to making Boom Burst relevant is not to make Boom Burst itself better. But the Pokemon that use Boom Burst need to have a good bait move. So I think with something like an Exploud, it's already got Astonish, which is a good fast move now. It's got Boom Burst. Maybe if it had something like, uh, I don't know, my go-to idea for when I'm talking about bait moves is like Weather Ball or a Surf or something like that. If it had something like that, a 35 or a 40 energy move to burn shield so you can get that boom burst and land land the boom burst, especially with, you know, same type attack bonus being on a normal type. I think that's the key. Yeah, I'm looking at Noivern right now. Noivern's current move set uh, is... It does have Boom Burst, like, as a recommended, but it's other moves. Hurricane, Draco Meteor, mm-hmm. Psychic, and Heat Wave. Those are all high energy cost moves if it had like dragon claw or pre-nerf breaking swipe something quick that it could bait with um i think the problem is the word is inflexible the word that we want is inflexible these pokemon because they really only have those high energy moves uh they're slow and inflexible that's what it would need. It's not boom. Boom burst is not its problem. It has other <laughs> issues. Yeah, like I'm down. Like boom burst kind of became a meme. I would be down for something to learn boom burst, like a Neuverner and Exploud, to have something good. 
I don't know. Like for Flygon is another Pokemon that can learn Boom Burst. I don't know how broken it would have to be for it to beat out Dragon Claw and Scorching Sands. And for Komoo, it would have to somehow be better than having close combat in Dragon Claw. And yeah, I don't actually, really see a non... I don't really see a non-stab move, uh, something that those two, po- Flygon and Como specifically, would, like, it would have to be pretty busted because Close Combat and Dragon Claw get that same type attack bonus, so the moves do more damage because they match Como and Flygon's typing. Explode would benefit <laughs> from, <laughs> you know, having a move like that. Yeah, to start, also, fast moves too, like Explode, Astonish, and Bite. They're moves, but they're not they're not great. <laughs> moves, ex- but they're not move moves, if you know what not, I mean. Yeah, they're not not the greatest. So there you go, you had your own little personalized one move away <laughs> segment. Congratulations, Drew Two. Let us know if you enjoyed that one as well. Uh, the last point you brought up was about debuffing Metacham, which did end up happening uh, because of the psychic nerf to Metacham. But now Metacham's just, you're just going to see more Metacham running something like Power Up Punch or Dynamic Punch in its moveset. Probably more likely Dynamic Punch. Ice Punch, I don't really know. Ice Punch could be debuffed, I guess. I, I can see that, yeah. Because um, it would it would affect Shadow Alolan Sandslash as well, though. And I don't have punch. a huge problem with that. So if it was just ah, like forty five like, energy, I love how your voice went. Like I don't really, it's, 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 it's okay. That's that's fine. fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, but again, like the just the punch suite of moves um, are pretty common. I'd be nervous that if they debuffed Ice Punch, they they'd nerf all of them. Like electric punch and fire punch as well which might affect a few more pokemon but that's fine like hypno's not really in the meta anymore anyway <laughs> hypno can take a, a further beating it's not like it's important or anything yeah but then we could see like focus blast shadow ball oh yeah hypno or future sight hypno Ooh. like let's <laughs> let's make hypno as inflexible as possible <laughs> by only giving it the nukes i'm into it uh, i'm all i'm hearing is psycho cut hypno Ooh. okay <laughs> so <laughs> that's interesting but yeah just to finish out the point i'm not sure same kind of thing with that happened to psychic if metacham just doesn't use ice punch anymore we'd maybe just see more power up punch dynamic punch metacham i think maybe adding five energy to ice punch would have been nicer than dropping the damage of psychic by 10. Like I would probably opt if I had the keys to Niantic, I would probably opt to undo the psychic change and then make that change to ice punch. And I think that would do a little more to curb Metacham's influence. I don't know, but that is just speculation. It's all speculation. It's all speculation. I don't know. I just feel like we're like then Metachamp's just going to do the work with Dynamic Punch. I'm well, not sure. We we've been talking about how like having access to a low energy move is so important in making a Pokemon good. Like the reason Noise Power Learn, Punch, Dynamic Punch, Power That's the move Punch, set. all fighting. Oops. So, all fighting. but okay, but then that severely limits its playability. True. Like it does what you want a fighter to do but it doesn't have 
and like if it's running the the all fighting move set it's got nothing against azumarill it doesn't beat any flyers like it doesn't have the coverage against fairies like the cover i say coverage like neutral coverage but like psycho it's cut dynamic punch power up punch metacham you'd run psycho cut with power up punch <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> i'm like how do i give it because it does that's the only moves it learns so no i would not run psycho cut with power up punch that would be silly psycho cut uh dynamic punch and psychic is a fun move set yes not recommended but fun yes those are two different things <laughs> All right, so that's our mailbag. Let's move on to the achievements. We like to celebrate the achievements of players in the Pallet Town server, which is one that I run, and the GoCast server, which we're all a part of together. So Pallet Town first, we have Osnap103 and Teaspoon. Both completed their Go Battle League timed research, getting their 500th win last season. Coup de Gras hit Expert. Colic Tanto hit Veteran. And OG Blastoise posted this in the channel but i don't think they were necessarily like saying look look at this achievement i made they were basically like uh go- made a peak of 2965 this season and then failed to get the 50 <laughs> that i needed to get me over the line uh, in my last set of the season so it was kind of like a, a lamentation more than a celebration but i thought i would shout them out anyway because like 2965 is is still quite an achievement in the GoCast server, we have Mahalo High, who reached 5,000 Great League wins, and Clifton hit their Master League goal for the year of 3,500 wins in that league, in Master League. So well done to all of those people. Defy, do you have anything to plug? I do! I started streaming a little bit again, and I am dedicating the month of December to raising money for Doctors Without Borders, which is a phenomenal organization, nonprofit charity to that works on doing humanitarian uh, aid, giving humanitarian aid all around the world. There are so many countries and so many places where getting good health care is just not a thing. It is not accessible. Uh, especially in places that are war-torn right now, and they do a lot of fantastic work. So I am raising money in honor of them. I will put the Tiltify link in the show notes for my fundraiser for the month of December for Doctors Without Borders. There's some fun little rewards in it. Like uh, if you donate $5, I will add your name to a digital thank you wall. Uh, If I'm streaming and you donate 15 bucks, I will eat a bean boozled jelly bean, and those things are dangerous. (laughs) Um, just lots of fun little things for you to donate and some rewards you can get. You can also donate without selecting any rewards and that's okay too. And that's kind of the main thing. I'm really excited. We've raised $635 so far in December, which is fantastic. We had some really fun milestones that we hit. For example, uh, I'm going to do a Discord movie night coming up here. Uh, my original goal of $500 we met and I did roll for pizza if anyone's familiar with the tiktok creator who does roll for sandwich he makes a list of all the sandwich ingredients rolls these uh dungeons and dragons multiple-sided die and you know he lets rng decide what his lunch is going to be i did that with pizza um i listed all the different things and i numbered them and rolled dice and i had an rng pizza because we raised 500 dollars and i ate quite a bit of it on stream uh, it had cheese curds and tater tots on it. I think a content creator is fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we get to do some cool stuff and raise like, money for charity and eat a pizza. What could possibly be wrong with that? I mean, it was weird. Fish, it was a weird pizza. Because uh, it had Alfredo sauce, but also buffalo sauce on it. I'm not hearing anything I disagree with. I don't know. I'm just glad that the place I was ordering from didn't have, like, anchovies on it. It had some, <laughs> like, I avoided, there were, like, some pickled vegetables that I think would have been not great. Um, it it could have been buffalo sauce on the whole pizza, and everybody knows I'm not a huge fan of spicy, so that would have been really hard for me to eat. Uh, when I was in Italy, I ate a pizza with pickled artichoke on it which was really nice maybe if it was just pickled artichoke but it would have also probably had some weird crazy cheese curds and stuff on it and i don't like Mm -hmm. uh it it was strange it was a strange experience but i did eat the slices as promised we have some other milestones coming up like me doing a 12-hour stream doing a playthrough of the game celeste which i think would be really fun it's a fun platformer game uh, another milestone out there if we really knock it out of the park is I will create a new cosplay like I did at the for the Toronto stream for Halloween. I did the Karen cosplay from Pokemon Johto. I'll do, pick a new one and make a new really good cosplay and do a stream with it. I think that would be really good. So lots of lots of fun stuff up there. So be sure click the uh, click in and donate that will redeem. There are some rewards from the Tiltify that you can be redeemed on stream, but there are th- things that you can get off stream as well. So tune in. Be sure to follow me on social so you know when I'm streaming for this. That's super exciting. I look forward to seeing how the rest of the month goes for you and for your campaign. And that's it from us. We love hearing from you. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself or DeFi, you can direct that to PvP Corner at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send us a voicemail or physical mail to the GoCast PO box. Take a look at the show description for the phone number and the PO box address in the show description. You can also click on more fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And also don't forget to have a listen to the other two shows on this feed, the main GoCast podcast to get the news, tips, and community you need in the world of Pokemon Go, and the newest addition to the family, Starpiece, where Chris and Lachlan recently interviewed David Hernandez, a.k.a. Hamtaro, from As the Pokeball Turns. And we'll see you next week. Bye!